Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Check, motherfucker, check, motherfucker, check. One, two, one, two. Take that bullshit. Turn it into good shit. Take that bullshit. Turn it into good shit. Welcome back to That Stupid Fantasy Football Show. I'm Tim here today with Adam. What's up, Adam? Hello. <laughs> How's it going? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great as well. It's That's awesome. Yeah, July 24th, 2022. <laughs> <laughs> We're basically in fantasy football season. I mean, I'm in it. I mean, I've never left it personally. Yeah. I mean, I, I really haven't gotten to my commissioner duties as of yet. Like I need to change, change the schedule. Right. So like everybody plays the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done that yet. And like, okay. I feel like I was panicking a little bit because I hadn't done it. And then I looked and it said like 39 days left to draft. I was like, oh, I got plenty of time, <laughs> but I should probably do it. Yeah, I should probably do and that. And I feel like we should also figure out the draft picks because I don't think everybody has all their draft picks. Oh, okay. In terms of well, trades. In terms of okay. trades. Okay. The ones that were presented in that thread um, all over glad, text I'm message. Glad we're, I'm glad we're starting the show off about <laughs> we're taking... getting into very specifics about our league. <laughs> very specific. Yeah, the ones that were mentioned in that text thread um, were processed, but I don't know about any other. I don't. Trades. Maybe, maybe I didn't get mine. I think I don't think I got Kirshner's fifth rounder. Oh, okay. Wanna, well, you, you can a, do it, Kamish. I, that's what I'm saying. I haven't done yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, but pop that through. I've been definitely paying attention to what's going on in the league, and you know, uh-huh. um, you know, who I'm getting excited about drafting. Well, the good news is training camps open on Tuesday for most teams. Yeah, and we're about to get a plethora of news next week, and then all yeah. of a sudden, before we know it, the Hall of Fame game is going to be here, and everyone's going to ignore it. And then the following week, there's going to be week one of preseason, and everyone's going to ignore it. But either way, we're there. We're there, and we're going to get news. We're going to hear about depth charts. We're going to see some action. That's going to be fun. Uh, I can't wait. I'm here. I'm I'm here. I'm ready for it. You? Uh, yeah. No, I mean, you seem a little bit more ready than I am. <laughs> a little bit more like passionate about it. I mean, I'm excited. Jesus. You just, but you just got you just got me excited about it. Oh, good. Like now, I'm going to go do the schedule, maybe. All right. Perfect. Yeah, this yeah. is exciting. I'm. Yeah, it I'm, is exciting. 
I'm pumped. Uh, the draft is coming up only about a month away, maybe yeah. five weeks away. I think I think maybe that's when I start getting into full fantasy mode, like once it hits August. Yeah. I yeah. think well, that's when I really... Away. Yeah, exactly. And well, you know, because train camp starts, you start to hear about how people are performing. You start to get excited about guys you know, that you're excited to draft and, you know, or your keepers, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, it's exciting. And then preseason happens and then, you know, who knows what can happen. People get injured. People get injured. It's going to happen. Yeah. I promise. I hate that. I hate that. Yeah. Well, here we are. What values have you seen out there? I know we did a mock draft, I think, the last time we recorded. Um, but have you seen any spectacular values that you're all like, oh, give me some of that person right there? Um, I think in our leagues, just because it's a two-quarterback league, yep. maybe it's a, a little different for me. Um but I feel like Russell Wilson might be a pretty good value. Um, I think that's a good call. Yeah. I think, I think especially in like two quarterback leagues, like if he's, even mm-hmm. if he's your first quarterback, um, I think he's going to have a bounce back year. I like the weapons he has there. Um, I, it could also be, he could be, you know, who knows? Maybe because he's lost a step with his speed and his scrambling ability, you know, maybe he's not the same guy he was, who knows? But I think where he's going in drafts from where I've seen he's going, he seems like he's a pretty good value to me. Right. And who's that again? Oh my God. (laughs) Russell Wilson. Oh yeah. Uh, Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So he's going 10th overall on fantasy pros ADP. Um, In terms of quarterbacks. In terms of quarterbacks. I think it's a pretty good value. I think he would be a top five guy again, maybe. I think so as well. Yeah, so you get Josh Allen at one. You get Mahomes at two. Herbert at three. Lamar Jackson at four. Kyler Murray at five. Joe Burrow at six. Dak at seven. Jalen Hurts at eight. Brady at nine. Hurts could be a good value at eight. Yeah, I agree. And Wilson at 10, and then you get into Stafford, Rogers, Carr, Trey Lance. Trey Lance could make an, a, a really solid jump up this board um, yeah. if if he starts looking good and or if Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded. Yeah. Um, he would probably jump up to like nine or something like that. But he could, yeah, yeah, he could be in the top 10 this year. And um, yeah. I like, I like uh, Stafford and Carr there, especially as like quarterback twos in two quarterback leagues or super flex leagues. Definitely. I like, uh, I like those of, two guys there. A lot of great uh, depth. I would throw yeah. Cousins into that mix. Yeah, to a lesser extent. I'd rather Stafford a car, but yeah, Cousins to a lesser extent, yeah. Tua. I feel like Tua's got to succeed this year. This is He's, it. I mean, that's the thing. He's got to, but I mean, nothing has shown me that he definitely will. And I think that's would be my fear of taking him as my quarterback too, because even though he has the weapons – Nothing has really shown me any, I've never seen and I, you know, I've watched some games of him play. Like I haven't seen anything that's like, Oh, like this guy's, you know, like when you started You're to not see, impressed. not, I mean, he's doesn't, it's not like, you know, with like Joe Burrow or Herbert, you see these guys, you are like, these guys are going to be studs, even if their team's not that great. Um, I didn't see that with Tua. Okay. Well, 
I think he is extremely accurate. And I think, yeah, and I think that that combined with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell and now the new offensive strategy. He's also got to stay healthy. Yeah, that's going to bode well for for them. Yeah, he's he's a guy with a lot of injury history. So, yeah, Yeah, he's not the biggest guy. But he's so accurate, and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell are so fast that – they can work on after the catch stuff. He can throw quick, yeah. short passes that yeah, can sure. solve a little bit of that. I mean, he was doing that. He was doing that with Waddle quite a bit this last year, and you know, for Waddle yeah. it was great. But like, there was nothing about Tua's stats that made me be like, oh, you know. Um, yeah, he wasn't personally a game breaker. I agree. With no, you with... did not. There was. I don't. I don't even know. I mean, you might have had a game or two where it popped off this page a little bit, but. Yeah, week six and seven, he did pretty well. He threw yeah. for two touchdowns, 329 yards at Jacksonville, and then yeah. home for Atlanta for three nine or uh, 291 and four touchdowns. So nothing like – I mean, those are really good games, but, like, mm-hmm. there's guys in the league, you know, even guys we were just talking about, where that's going to be more of, you know, a regular game for them. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Tyree Kill, I mean, that's great. So, so I just think there's you... a little bit more risk there than okay. with a guy like Carr or a guy like Stafford. Okay, so then who are you aiming for? Give me both in a 10-team league and in a super flex league. Like what kind of quarterbacks? In a 10-team and, and league with, with one QB position, I like that whole area of people. I mean, I, I like Tua. I mean, I don't love him. I like him. Tua, Carr. Stafford, um, you'd wait you know, that long. Uh, in a Russell, Ru- Russell Wilson, um, Hertz, all those guys. Like if they're going around the same area, mm-hmm. um, I'd rather wait for a quarterback and get like a running back or two running backs and wide receiver than go quarterback because I would assume they're probably going around like fourth, fifth round, maybe even yeah, later. Let's, let's take a look at that in a ten-team uh, league, maybe even later. Team league. Yeah, Josh Allen's going about 25, Mahomes going about 30. So second round. So second yeah. third round. So I wouldn't I wouldn't go for either of those guys at those point at that yeah, point. Although, I would like to fill out my roster and then maybe get one of those guys in the 5th or 6th round for my QB1. Yeah, I start to get up. a little bit interested in Josh Allen probably in the 3rd round. It, oh, in the 3rd round if Josh Allen's in the 3rd round then yeah, I get interested, but like I don't need to reach for any of those guys necessarily. Like I don't necessarily want Josh Allen in the second round. I'd rather have two running backs or a running back and wide receiver before I'm picking up a quarterback. Yeah, I definitely agree in uh, in a 10 or 12 I think if you're, team if you're in a single quarterback 12, league. If you're in a 10 or 12 quarter, uh, single quarterback league and you're picking a quarterback in the second round, I think you're doing something wrong or first round. Yes, I, I agree with all that. Um, players I'm targeting and values I like personally, I seem to be gravitating towards the Dak and Jalen Hurts, and I agree with some Russell Wilson. Um, and this is in a single quarterback league. I do think there could be some value to mine with Kyler or especially Lamar Jackson. Um, but if if it's in the right spot, maybe fifth or sixth round. Um. Yeah, that and then in Superflex, like these guys are all basically first rounders, <laughs> like Allen, Mahomes, uh, Herbert, Jackson, Kyler Murray, uh, Dak, 
hurts. They're all probably first rounders in a super flex. <clears throat> yeah. For me. Yeah, I'd I think be if happy you're in with a super that. flex or two. Yeah. I mean, that's a different conversation. And um yeah. well yeah, I think you you want to get yeah. a quarterback early in the in a two quarterback league, but in a regular standard league with one quarterback, you can only play one quarterback. Taking them in the first two rounds, I think even to me in the first three, unless it's like Josh Allen or yeah. I don't know. And I don't know, like, I think Mahomes is going to be great. I don't know if he's, I don't think he's going to be the second best quarterback in fantasy. No Tyreek Hill. I think that's going to be, there's going to be some growing pains there. And especially, especially as he hasn't looked untouchable the last, you know, year or so. So, I mean, I, I think reaching for him might not be the best, but Josh Allen, I think he's by far and away the QB one until someone shows otherwise. Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's any value there drafting Mahomes number two in no. uh, in a in Where a fourth he's gonna round. Go? Where he's going to go? No. Quarterback league? No way. No. Third or fourth round? No, no. way. No, no thank um, you. No, yeah, thank super you. flex, different story. He's a first rounder. I'd be thrilled to have him as one of my quarterbacks. Oh yeah, um, in a two quarterback league, you know, if you could get yeah. him in like the third round and or like second, like late a second, third round in a two quarterback league, yeah, that's a good value, I think. Yeah. Um, okay, any anyone else jumping out at you that you say is, oh, that's a good value, I love where they're going there, or I hate where this person's going here, I'd never take them right there? No, I'd never take them. I mean, I think we kind of covered it. On <laughs> Le- the- yeah, well, let me ask a, a specific question here. I, I am interested in Brees Hall. I think Brees Hall, uh, the running you back a, for the Jets. for Brees? I mean, a boner for Brees. Obviously, we haven't seen him yet, but if we see him in preseason and he's electric, watch him shoot up these draft boards. Oh, agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, I still, it's the Jets. I still don't know if I trust that offensive line at all. I don't think there's anything to tell me that I should. Um, I still think Zach Wilson has some work to do. but yeah, if he's electric and he's, you know, doing really well, he'll shoot up. I just, I just don't know if that's the best team for him right now. No, it's a terrible team to be on. Yeah. Although, I think I think a lot of people are expecting the Jets to take a little bit of a step forward here with Zach Wilson, and they have sure. surrounded him with with yeah, quite a weapons. bit of yeah. weapons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, hey, it's no Christian Kirk and uh, Evan Ingram. Uh, no, it isn't. But... <laughs> What's going on over there? They're going to ruin that kid. That's, that's so uh, bad. No. Um, um, no, but so they've got over there in New York, they brought in two tight ends this offseason, right? They brought in C.J. Uzama and um, Tyler Conklin, I believe. I mean, nothing to like, get too excited about there. I mean, um, but that's pretty good for for a young, sure. a young um, quarterback to have two reliable guys like to yeah, be sure. able to throw to. And they sure. obviously drafted Garrett Wilson, who is yes. supposed to be a star receiver. Yeah. So they got him. And they have Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore, who people really liked last year. I, he had some great games last year with Zach Wilson. He did, and Corey wow. Davis as well, who's no yeah. slouch. He yeah, Corey Davis is your third wide receiver. That's not too bad. I mean. 
yeah, I think there's, I think there's stuff to get excited there, but I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, where is it? Where was, is this all leading up to like, where is he being taken Brees Hall? Uh, like I'll, I'll, around 40 or so. Oh, wow. In, okay. in ADP. Yeah. So like fourth round. I mean, mm, it's kind of like, off. I mean, for your art. So you think in like in a world where you're in a 12 team league with one quarterback, um, do you think you're taking your RB2 there in the fourth? Or do you think you're maybe even going RB3, going running back, running back, wide receiver, running back? I've got him in um, in some ESPN 10-team leagues that I've joined, PPR leagues. Uh, I've gotten him as my third running back in a lot of those. Yeah, that's good value there, I think. I mean, That's where I, that's where I would yeah. want him. That's why I'm saying, like, I, Brees Hall, if he was my third running back, I'd be ecstatic. Yeah, because I agree. Um, I'm not sure what what we're going to get from him or the jets this year. Um, I think it could be great. And I mean, have and a chance and you can't be really good too too much stock in the preseason either. Like, I mean, if he's great in the preseason, that's great. It definitely ups his value. But until I see that team be consistently good on the offensive side of the ball, um, I mean, there's probably other running backs in that who's else. What other running backs is going in that? range there good question adam let's get right the f into it hell yeah <laughs> um shit, so shit, 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 shit. <laughs> breeze hall is going at running back 21 and this is on fantasy pros actually let me switch to ppr here so bruce breeze hall is going at 22 for running backs which is 44th overall um, and he's right behind J.K. Dobbins and Josh Gibson or uh, Josh Jacobs, and then Antonio um, Gibson. So it goes. I would think actually, out of the four, I'd probably want Josh Jacobs there, yeah. especially in a PPR league. <laughs> what was that? I said, yeah, 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 <laughs> for Josh Jacobs. Uh, just in that in that grouping of running backs, the four That's... running backs that you men- mentioned, uh, I'd probably want Josh Jacobs in a PPR league the most. I think. See, I think that's an incorrect answer because I think this is shaping up to be the dead zone. I think you can throw Montgomery into that, David Montgomery, and a lot of people don't know what you're they're getting out of him. Uh, James Connor, Cam Akers, they all have questions like that. Um, but Bruce I like Hall, Akers. I, I like Akers I like, too. So he's... I like I like Montgomery too. In that, this now yeah. is is this going to be your running back two or running back three in this juncture? I think if it's your running back three, I like all those guys. But yeah. I think if it's your running back two, I'd probably still like if if it's the fourth round. Are you saying this is probably around the fourth round? These guys are yeah. taken. Yeah, yeah. I think I if I if I don't have another running back, I'd probably have to draft them there too. But I think in this juncture. Does that begs the question if we're looking at RB3s, what wide receivers are being taken in this in this range? Okay. Well shit. Let's fucking pivot to look at that. So um I think there is a little bit of a tear break, I would say, between Connor, James Connor, Ezekiel Elliott, Cam Akers. I feel like that's the end of a tier. And but by, by the way, I I still really like Cam Akers. Um, I think it's unfair to have judged him on his role and his poor uh, yards per carry average in the playoffs last year. He shouldn't even have been out there um, with the injury that he had um, at all. He wasn't yeah. even 
projected what, to come back at all. So what wide receivers did you say? I didn't think I listened to anything you said. I got distracted by some text messages. <laughs> oh, well, good, because I didn't I didn't mention a single wide receiver right there. Oh, okay, just, perfect. Uh, you are just yammering. Yeah. Fan so I guess, I, guess, I, guess camp, I, I tuned scam out the makers. Right time. <laughs> Scam Acres, baby. Um, so, okay. So I like him. I like him, too. So, A.J. Brown okay. is a running back in that range. You mean a wide receiver? Oh, sorry, wide receiver. T. Higgins is a receiver in that I like range. The, I, like, I like those guys. Michael Pittman Jr., Deontay okay. Johnson. Okay. Then Jalen Waddell, Scary Terry so, McLaurin. So I think in this situation, if we're stacking our draft here, mm-hmm. I think I'd go, unless it's like the end of the first round and there's not a, a elite running back there, I go running back in my first round, wide receiver in my second round, RB2 my third round, and then wide receiver two probably here. Unless, in your, unless with one, your fourth pick, with my fourth pick, because I like these wide receivers that you're mentioning in this at, for my wide receiver too. Yeah. I think I'd really like these wide receivers here over the running backs that you mentioned. Okay. In terms of yeah. taking your, in terms of taking your RB three here, right? I think I take my wide receiver two, and then maybe my RB three in round five, then take my quarterback, and then find, you know, a Friar Muth or whoever for tight end somewhere in there all right i think that's how i'd probably stack my draft in a redraft league for like uh 10 team or 12 team one quarterback so what about something like henry derrick henry at like fifth okay and then you come back and you get um debo samuel okay and then you go for like Scam Acres or Zeke Elliott with a running yeah. back there, or or do you go for uh, Montgomery? He's there. Okay. Kyle Pitts and Patrick Mahomes are there. Just just want to note that. So same yeah, as same I don't with think Justin I take, Herbert. I, I don't think I take. Uh, maybe Herbert. Maybe nah. I but probably you can't just, take him before. Yeah, yeah I I probably just go with uh, Zeke or Acres there. I think um, so too. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. go Zeke Akers there, and then, and then I probably go Waddle or um, Scary Terry. Scary Terry. Ah, eh, I'm not too high on Scary Terry this year. I just don't like his team. Um, Carson Wentz, baby. I mean, I, I like T Higgins. Yeah, I like yeah, T I Higgins a lot. T Higgins there. I like is who, solid. Who's a who's a AJ Brown? Um, yep. I like AJ him Brown's too. going a little bit earlier. Um. But yeah, well, let's say AJ Brown falls, or yeah. you know. But I think I like T Higgins. I like for my wide receiver too. I like all those guys. Yeah, because I think all those guys can be wide receiver ones. Yeah, yeah. Personally, I think I would love to end up with like Dalvin Cook with a first pick, um, and then come back and get like DeAndre Swift or Joe Mixon. I've been ending up with a lot of Joe Mixon. So you've been when... going R R B R B. I've been trying to if those guys are available. But yeah, I guess if, if those guys if, are available, I'd maybe like that a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. And if I, I end up with a receiver in the first round, which obviously I'd take Cooper Cup, I've taken um Jamar Chase. Uh, I've taken Jefferson. Jeff, I've taken Jefferson in the first round. I think that's that's fine. Um, but then I'd 
you know, hope for um, Swift or Mixon on the way back because I think there's kind of a tear break after that for running back as well. So yeah, yeah. Personally, yeah. no. I, I think yeah. I, I think I, now that we've kind of shaken it out, I'd much rather have Mixon or um, Swift or one of those guys over Elliot or Acres or something like that. So then, who would be the wide receivers that would be available there in the third? In third, all right. Let's take a look. I can't do math, and I we never promised anyone math, but I mean, let's just say we're doing ten team leagues. Okay, or, so know, we'll say that 31. makes it a little bit easier. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, T. Higgins is a receiver there. AJ Brown is at twenty eight. Mike Evans, if I like an ideal start for me, um, would be like that. Dalvin Cook, um, Swift. Um, I'm blanking on his first name, DeAndre Swift, and and then Mike Evans. I really think there's some good value with Mike Evans where he's going. um, Yeah, because Godwin's going to start the year on the shelf. Um, Yeah, and making Evans your number one because he's going to get peppered with targets at first. Gronk, I like Russell. You know who I like there too is Russell Gage. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think it's a decent strategy to consider drafting both of those guys. If you end up with Evans, because you're kind of handcuffing him, it's kind of a brilliant handcuff to be because honest. Because you, you, you got to think that, you know, especially in the first couple of weeks or for however long Godwin's gone, like Gage is startable for those couple yes. of weeks with, with Evans, with Evans. Yes. Um, definitely. I mean, I do, I do have, do you think there's, I mean, we've been talking about this forever. The, the the decline of when Tom Brady is not Tom Brady anymore. Do you think that How happens? Dare you? Do you How think dare that you? happens? No, I think this is probably his last season. I think he's sort of slowed down a little bit mentally, but he, he also led the league in passing yards last year. He did. I think he did. And he's going to set the world on fire again this year. He's going to set the league on fire. He's yeah. going to throw the ball as much as he fucking can in his last season. Sure, sure. I, I really don't think he's okay. going to have a decline. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not too worried about it either. I'm just wondering if that's something that's you know people are considering when they're thinking if he, about going heavy even, on that on you know but i do like evans and gauge yeah I think the only both way of them, that'd be cool yeah yeah the only way brady has a decline is like maybe like five percent on like arm strength right um sure. he had a pretty good arm he's always had a pretty good arm and he's always been extremely accurate um and i don't think the accuracy would go anywhere and i think his timing and everything that'll still be there so i really don't see any decline i think he's another good bet this year for passing yard leader because i i just think he's gonna be like this is my fucking last year here i go it's gonna be fun you know yeah um yeah and russell gage is going around the 100 uh pick he's going 104 it's good value for him yeah i think so when you Look at who he's going around. Chase Claypool's going right behind him, who I don't see this year coming into great value there because I just don't know what to make of the QB situation. I like Clay Claypool the player, but I yeah. just wouldn't I, I wouldn't take that shot. I'd rather go on Gage there. And and honestly, Gage you can have two wide receivers at this point if you're targeting Gage. Yeah, I think and, I think Gage might be a little bit safer pick. Um it is a safer yeah, pick. But yeah, it, I, the the other guys, yeah. Christian Kirk, a little bit riskier. Brandon Ayuk is a little riskier. Probably more talented of a player. Um, I go, go with uh, Christian Kirk over Gage. Would um, you now? I I think I would. 
You love I don't think Christian he, Kirk? I, I don't love him. Um, I just like the idea that he's um, going to be the number one there with the quarterback that seems to have a lot of talent. Um, and he had a pretty good, uh, Kirk had a pretty good year last year as like kind of the wide receiver three on that offense. Yeah. Um, and then stepped in as wide receiver two when people got hurt um, and had a pretty good season. Um, I just like the idea that he's going to be a wide receiver one. And by the end of the year, Gage could be relegated down to a wide receiver three on that team. Um, I think, whereas Claypool could also be a wide receiver one, but I think Deontay Johnson's more the one there. And I think Claypool relies on a lot of big plays, which I don't know if Trubisky's accurate enough to get to him. Um, But I like how Kirk is more of a possession receiver And I think he's a guy that's a little bit more of a safer pick than Claypool. I think Claypool's like a little bit sexier there. Um, But I think out of all those guys, I I think if if, if I would have to go with Christian Kirk um, over Gage, for sure. Yeah, if I'm looking for, if I've already got like four wide receivers at this point and I'm going back, um, dipping back into that well, then, you know, I'm taking a big shot on like Drake London or... um, Traylon Burks or Ayuk is kind of a big swing, but it, there's risk there. But when I'm ending, when I'm finding myself ending up with Russell Gage or Christian Kirk, is when they're my third receiver, and I've I've gotten two really high end ones like Evans and Jamar Chase, and then I've punted the position for uh, several rounds. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I like that. I like that strategy. Um... Maybe yeah, fourth. I, I think, it, I, yeah. Now that I'm saying, like, yeah, that's a really, really kind of good area to get your, if you're, that's your fourth or fifth wide receiver. I like that. I think yeah. those guys could have some good value. A lot of those guys. Um, yeah, that's not bad. I, but you know what? I, I did feel like last year going into the draft, I felt like, oh, wide receiver is such a deep position, such a deep position. And then once I got to it, I was like, wait, these are the guys that are there. um so like because you do fall in love with getting those two really good running backs to start your draft and redraft leagues um so and then i think like there's guys that pop up there like at tight end or at quarterback or something you're like oh this guy's there maybe i should get him then before you know it you're like your wide receivers one's fringe and like all of a sudden these guys start becoming your wide receiver twos or threes i i'd much rather have them as four or fives but I would be really excited about that four or five. I think Absolutely. if these guys are your your wide receiver three, maybe that could be okay, but I wouldn't be too excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh Well, I guess what I'm saying is don't get tempted by the quarterback or tight end in those like first four or five rounds if you don't need to be. In the, I, I'm much more likely to go tight end early or quarterback early. Um, when in a 10 team league or a 12 or even a 12 team league, um, even if it's single quarterback, um, but I actually definitely 10, like I want, I will sometimes use my first five picks on two running backs, two receivers, a quarterback and a tight end. Um, just to have, or maybe the flex I'd get before the quarterback and tight end, just to sort of use all of my 
value on studs, you know, to the best of my ability in a league like that, because those leagues always came, come down to stud lineups. Those, um, 10 team leagues, especially 12s, you know, that are a little deeper, maybe like, you know, definitely not talking about our league, but a 12 with, with a little bit more depth, I would have a different approach. Sure. Sure. I, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I don't think I'm in any 10 team leagues anymore. I don't do any 10 team leagues. So I don't think I've done that in a while. So I, I think I would agree with you in that strategy of like filling out your roster and like having yeah. a, what, what's so funny. <laughs> I've drafted like 20 of those teams so far this <laughs> draft do you want to do you want to do a do you want to do a quick 10 team league after we do this do a quick 10 team league draft that'd be pretty fun i might do it on my phone but yes I'd, i'm up for that for sure okay yeah we'll do it after this after this pod but um yeah i, I think i think I, I agree with that strategy because i guess that's what i used to do is like you fill out your roster and then you start building depth because you can start everything happens so much earlier you're yeah. like you're sitting there and you're like sixth pick and you're like holy shit this guy's still available right um, right yeah those uh, 10 team leagues yeah, there's some good value there and yeah. staying fluid i think is a good way to sure to go but i there. think setting up your 12 team leagues or your deeper leagues setting them up this way that we're talking about where it's like running back one first round running back two second round i mean obviously it depends on where you draft like if you draft a little bit later yeah. in the first round maybe you take a wide receiver there right um but really filling out your RB1, RB2 by the third round um, and then stacking up on wide receivers and then then starting to look at quarterback and then tight end and then, you know, even more depth. Because you were I saying really... what? You said Gage yeah, was that like 100 or something? Like these, yeah. These wide receivers. So that's what? Your, you know, eighth, ninth, tenth pick? Yeah. That's not bad, if, especially if you've already taken two or three wide receivers before that. Yeah, it's just not sexy, you know. It's just no, like uh, no, but you kind of know what you're getting. Your wide receiver four is not going to be usually be a sexy player. I mean, well, I would I would say I, all those guys you were mentioning could be wide receiver threes and twos, right? Well, or could eventually be that. I agree. Yes, yes. Um, but I mean, you've got rookie receivers in that range that could really explode and and sure. outproduce like russell gage but the risk is much greater it really yeah. depends on what who are you, you thinking at that point. who are you thinking there Who's well there? drake london is around that area Traylon burks is around that area yeah it's just hard to like unless it's your wide receiver four or five there in that area it's hard to really get excited about rookie wide receiver when especially over the guys you mentioned I pretty much take a shot every draft on on one rookie wide receiver. Yeah. And it's it's a pick that I know I can burn. Yeah. Like I don't need this pick. Yeah. Um I don't really need this pick to hit. Um but uh it's worth we'll see risk. what happens. Yeah. It is worth the risk. Yeah. At sure. some point in your draft when you're looking at your like fifth receiver, it's like Chris Olave, yes, I want to take this uh this pick here. Chris Olave, yeah, sign me up. Yeah, I think I think he's pretty interesting as far as rookie re- receivers go. Garrett Wilson is also interesting. I would have to say those guys are um, later. You know, they're yeah. they're later than um, than the dudes we were talking about, Russell Gage and things like that. And our boy, uh, as previously or as aforementioned um, on the on these airwaves months ago, Rashad Bateman 
is going just a little bit ahead of those guys we were talking about earlier. I like Bateman. So I like him too. I like him as a three potentially. Um, as a wide receiver three, I like that. Um, yeah. Flex option. I think he's going to be solid without Hollywood Brown in town. And uh, Tyler Lockett is going right in that same range too, who I am not targeting this season because of the quarterback situation in Seattle. Yeah. 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 It's those guys. I mean, I love those guys, but with Drew Locke as their quarterback, I, I mean, you'd have to get a value on them to the point where you're like, Oh, well, if they're still available, I guess I'd take them. Um, yeah. Cause they're great talents. I mean, I just, yeah. The quarterback yeah. play there. I'm just not excited about unless you're in, you know, a keeper league. And you're thinking, hey, maybe we'll have to endure a year of this wide receiver with Drew Locke. And then all of a sudden next year they get somebody that you get excited about. And you're like, oh, now it's a good value for these guys. If a keeper dynasty, some sort of situation. Right. And uh, since we're doing sort of a roundup here, Adam, a value roundup. That's a good title yeah. name. Maybe. Value roundup. Yeah, write that down. Value. Yeah, <laughs> value roundup. Tattoo, um, tattoo that on your arm. <laughs> um, tight end is a position that, as we discussed, I would be much more willing to take a shot earlier in the draft in a 10-team league because of the reasons sure. we discussed. Um, but uh, in a, I, I do think you can wait. You can wait a while. I've found myself waiting around for Dallas Godert a lot. I find myself targeting Zach Ertz a lot, and those are going in like the eighth or ninth round. I would like to to get a tight end in that range, um, and I'd like to get one of those guys probably. TJ, I've ended up with TJ Hawkinson when I feel like the value has been right there, um, and this is in a twelve uh, a ten team league pretty much. So I like yeah. I like those guys. Um, yeah, I like Gutter. I, think, I like uh, was it Schultz on Dallas? You like Schultz? Yeah, I like him. I like Fryermuth. Um, I'm not a Schultz guy. You're not a Schultz guy. Not a Schultz guy. Okay. Because I fucking Schultz. had him in Dynasty. I fucking had him before he broke out, and then I I had him for like a season when when Jarwin oh, so was it's hurt. Personal. This is personal. It is definitely personal. <laughs> okay, okay. I had him. <laughs> I'm glad uh, that you eventually said this disclaimer besides being like this, I'm not a Schultz guy because then people would think you're low on asshole. Schultz. You're no. low on him because he performed well. This guy's a fucking asshole. He yeah, missed I, the season two seasons ago and and Jarwin was the starter and then or and then Jarwin you're, missed you're the you're season. You're a Jar, Jarwin tr- truther. <laughs> I'm a real Jarwin head. <laughs> And uh, and then Schultz stepped in and performed well. And I picked him up and had him as my starter that season. However, I let him go uh, the following offseason because I expected Blake Jarwin to reclaim his role. And he fucking has it. Yeah, I like I like Schultz. I like uh, Friar Muth. I like, um, I like the guy. I'm not going to even try to pronounce his name in Denver. Akui Boonham? Yeah, there you go. Um, I like him because I, I, I feel like all those guys are probably going around in that range there. Those guys are um, going late, late, real late. Alberto okay. is going tight end 18 pick one sixty one. Oh. 
I like that value. Way the fuck down there. But like would you value. feel comfortable drafting him and as my uh, tight end one? See, si, senor. I would have to draft two tight ends in that range, which I yes. probably would do if I'm looking at those guys anyway. I think okay. that that's a range where I just take two in a row because I've obviously stacked up my roster enough to where I feel comfortable taking two tight ends in a row there um, or close to each other. Um, I, li- I like those talents there at that and having two of them and seeing which ones pan out or just playing the matchups week to week, uh, which I know people do, which can be kind of frustrating. But um, I like those guys in those ranges there if I'm going to take but if I'm going to take one of those guys, I'm going to take another one. Well, I agree. I agree with the strategy. Take two if you, your league is deep enough to to roster two of those guys. If not, they'll probably be on the waiver wire anyway. Sure. So you can just drop sure. and swap after sure. uh, week yeah. one. There will be usable guys that you can get off the waiver wire for sure. Yes. someone from The important thing to know is that someone from this group will break out in a major way. Sure. We don't know who it is. Um, there's like 12 tight ends it could be, I would say. I like a sicky too. I mean, it might be more than one as well. So, yeah, let's yeah. go over this real quick. Kelsey is going round two, early round two. It's early, too early for me. A little early for me, but I would probably take him in round two in a I mean, he could, he could actually he could have a little uptick in production with, uh, for sure. with um, Tyreek Hill gone. Yeah, definitely in a 10-team league. Again, I would target those guys when I felt the value was good. Same thing with Andrews. Um, Kyle Pitts, I think the value meter in my personal uh, world is off on that. I like Kyle Pitts. I'm definitely interested in taking him, but he's going yeah, way too but with early Mariota, yeah, that's a little early for he's me. He's going like a, a round or two too early for me. He's going around the like middle of the uh, third round or fourth yeah. round. No, right? thank you. 35. No, yeah. no thank you. George Kittle, I'm not really interested in this year either where he's going. I like the player, but if he slips to like the sixth or seventh, I'd be interested, I think. I just, I, I'm a little worried about people, the people pecking are a little low. Yeah, people are a little low on him. Um, he had some monster games last year. He's a monster. I'm worried about the pecking order in San Francisco. Debo wants to be a receiver, and we've got this quarterback change. Trey, uh, change. Trey Lance is stepping in as quarterback, and he doesn't throw as much. So there's literally going to be less targets yeah. to go around for these guys. Yeah, and I think Ayuk and I look yeah. is going to get some targets too. I think. Yeah, I don't. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but I think he all of a sudden because of that might stumble into a, a little bit of a value pick if people hold off long enough. And then all of a sudden he's sitting there for you and you're like, it was a good yeah. value. You That's know? possible. So, I yeah. hope that happens. Cause I mean, obviously he's great when he's healthy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, um, yeah. And he he's could kind be of... the safety valve. I mean, he could be a safety valve for Trey Lance. Who knows? He could, I don't expect him to, uh, return value though at that yeah. pick pick 43 in the fourth round no. like i no, just i, I don't i, I don't no. i wouldn't take him i probably wouldn't take him there no. no waller though is going right around that same area i would say i'm the a little to the maybe waller. more likely to take waller but i would probably wait on that too he's, i feel like he's a guy that's slipping a lot because obviously Devonte adams there obviously he had an injury filled last year and you know, didn't live up to his expectations last year. Um, the one thing I will say is now with Josh McDaniel there, remember who 
uh, was a big focal point in that offense with Josh McDaniels in, in New England, the tight end. And, and, you know, I think if they get back to that, and I think the addition of Devontae Adams actually takes a little pressure off of Waller. I feel like last year, even when Waller was healthy, he was getting double teamed and he was the focal point for the defense. He's no longer going to be that. And I think, I think that's where Renfro might get some, because I know Renfro's falling because of Devontae Adams too, who was a big focal point of that New England Patriots offense, the slot guy. Mm-hmm. Wes Welker, you know, like, yeah. If 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 they're gonna run it like that, or if he's gonna, you know, I think these guys have some value, and I think they're slipping because of Devonte Adams. Whereas I think maybe Devonte Adams' value, I think it definitely isn't obviously as high as it is in Green Bay, but I think he might not be the top wide receiver or even top five wide receivers this year in fantasy. Yeah, I would say probably fifth in that range. Um, I'm probably not taking him. I'm I'm pivoting to other guys in drafts. Um, but I love I, him. I mean, the guy's oh, awesome. Abs- I, I think I love. I like. I like all three of these guys where they're going he's, for the most. Yeah, part. and I think he's going to um, get peppered with targets. I think he's worth sure. a second round pick. Yeah, uh, sure, this year. absolutely. And first round, yeah. I don't think so. I'd rather take Justin Jefferson or yeah, me too. or Cooper Cup or you know any of those guys. But uh, I think he's the one that's not really being devalued too much. It's these two other two guys. And I think that gives them, you know, where they're being taken a, a nice little value, probably Hunter Renfro the most. Maybe, maybe interesting points. Um, okay. So Waller's fifth and then Schultz, the aforementioned Schultz is six. I think that's a little high then, for him. Yeah. He yeah, might be overhyped I, a little bit. It's he's just, not, not to your point because your point <laughs> is based purely in personal spite. Um, well, he also suffers from the cool name disease. Like, I don't, I don't know. His last Dalton name Schultz. just doesn't seem like, yeah, uh, I don't know. He sounds Dalton's like a, dork. a kind of a cool name, I guess. Um, it's okay, but Schultz, I feel like I don't even really Schultz. understand. Like, yeah. uh, yeah. Uh, okay. okay. I, yeah, I misspell it. Too, another wild reason, another wild reason not to like this guy. Um, that is based <laughs> well, nothing on talent or Blake or Jarwin. That name Stop. sounds like, Stop. Oh, this guy's going to be a stud. Stop. Stop with that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um, I think, but, I think Schultz also, at that point is a little high for me. Like wherever he's being drafted, like if he's yeah. being drafted pretty early, like I think that's a little high for me. Yeah, he's honest. going around sixty-five. I do he's going love behind Hawkinson. CD, I do which love I disagree Lamb. with. I do love CeeDee Lamb though. Yeah, I but I mean, I don't know why we're assuming um, Schultz is going to be the second target or whatever in this offense. Like, I think he's being drafted think, as like the second target. Yeah, I think he's getting a little overhyped. I've seen him a lot in a, a, quite a few little hype articles about like, oh, the next tight end to break out. Um, but yeah, keep going because yeah. I'd like to hear and, who's after And Blake Schultz. Jarwin isn't even on this ADP. Well, his name's too cool. <laughs> Sorry. Just kidding. Um, and then Goder and Ertz are going after Hawkinson. And again, those are the guys I really like. Um, and that's the value I think is really good. Um, I think both of those guys are in good positions this season to deliver better value than that, um, than where they're being drafted. And then I think you get into a mix of player that we were talking about before the tight ends where some of these guys we know are going to break out, like at least one of them. Um, for me, there's like, 14 guys it could be and if i'm 
missing on Ertz or Goddard, then I am probably going to take two of these dudes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And I w- so let me just read them real quick. I'm you... not too excited about Ertz, to be honest. Really? Why not? I mean, Are you an asshole? I mean, I just like, I mean, he wasn't like, because he was on Arizona for how many weeks last year? Like four or five weeks? Christ, let me pull it up. But I mean, there was nothing exciting about it. Like, I didn't like. <laughs> he did well. He did okay. The fuck's your problem? I think I, what I'm saying is, I think I'd rather take. Um, <laughs> I think what I'm saying is, I'd rather, t- I'd rather wait off and take two of the guys that are being drafted a little bit later than tra- draft Ertz at that spot. I think okay, that's what had, I'm saying. He had uh, double digit points his last four games with Arizona. Mm-hmm. Six for 74. Yeah, six for 74, eight for 54, seven for 41, seven for 84. Okay. You're telling me he's not going to be peppered with, with 11, 13, 9, 10 targets? You're telling me he's not going to deliver value, especially I, when DeAndre Hopkins is out to start the season? Um, I, I like Rondale more there. I think you I'm like there. Rondale more in the eighth round? What the fuck's your problem? No, I'm just saying. Oh, like, in Arizona. Just, in Arizona, I think he's right, the guy right. I'm probably most excited about. I think Ertz, yeah, but I just don't. I think the guys that are drafting a little bit later have potential to be better than that. Is all I'm mm-hmm. saying. Whereas okay, well, I think, let's. I think that's. I think what you just mentioned is Ertz's ceiling in Arizona. Yes, but if he were to get that for the entire season, he'd be like the like a top six. Uh, or five just, tight end. Yeah, I just don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I think he'll. I think he'll be pretty consistent, and he'll be averaging between eight and twelve fantasy points, which is great. It's fine, but worth where he's being drafted. I'd rather take a risk and draft those other guys a little bit later because I think those guys are guys that can average between, you know, twelve and fifteen, maybe. Maybe, maybe I don't. So all those those stat lines that I read had uh, no touchdowns associated with. Of it. course not. <laughs> Ertz can score touchdowns. It's possible. It's but, legal yeah. for him to but cross I mean, the goal line. But, 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 I mean, you're kind of proving my point here. Um, if I, that guy scores six touchdowns and puts up those numbers per week, that's like, and that's, you sprinkle through those six like touchdowns, very, which very is best case conservative. That's very, very best case scenario. I don't see it that way. I see that as likely if he stays healthy. I see those numbers okay. as likely. So I think what, we're, what we have here is the fact that you – believe more in Ertz and you'd probably take him in that range. And I probably wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like him. Um, Goddard, you like Goddard better than Ertz. <sighs> There's nothing from last year that showed me why I should. Oh, fuck you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think he, I think, I think he has a little bit more upside, but I don't, I don't think he has, he's a little bit more of a risk. I will say that. Okay. In that range. Okay. All right. Well, uh, let me read some of his his stat lines from last season. Uh, Week 13, six catches, 105 yards, two touchdowns on six targets from your boy, Jalen Hurts. Or actually, that might have been a uh, Gardner Minshew game. Gardner Minshew loved, loved um, Godard last year. Oh, yeah. He had a couple of big games with him. He did actually. I think these games are both with uh, the both of his biggest stat lines of the season were with uh, Gardner Minshew. I think 
the following week in Washington, weeks week uh, fifteen or home for Washington, seven catches, one hundred and thirty five yards, nine targets. I mean, Goddard, we know he's really talented. He was drafted early. Uh, that actually, that Washington one was a Hurts game, so I just checked that out. Okay. So. Okay. So let the record yeah, show. Yeah, like I said, his upside is is greater than Ertz, but he might not be as consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think and I think, and I think you, um, like in Arizona, you didn't put anybody into that offense that could potentially take away from Ertz. In fact, you got rid of Kirk. Um, True. So, and they and, got Marquise and, Brown. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Well, you got Marquise Keith Brown. You got rid of Kirk. So, and then, but you don't have... Hopkins to start the year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I forgot about Marquise Brown. Okay, that that could cut, but Marquise Brown's a completely different player. I would say I would say Kirk would be stealing more targets away from Ertz yeah. than Marquise Brown would. I think you're um, right. more whereas, short area targets. Whereas Eagles got a brand new wide receiver, one who's one of the top wide receivers talent wise in the game. Um, I just don't know what's going to be going on there. I think you have a little bit more of a shift in the way that offense works so it could be good for goddard like he might become that number two option there and be you know who knows but yeah i think Ertz is a safer pick once again and i think goddard definitely has more upside okay it's fair um all right let's let's uh before we get out of here let's read this list of tight ends and uh i want to kind of just go through the guys I'm targeting. Now, again, I, I think this is a big list. There's like like 12 or 14 names or something like that. <clears throat> I personally don't see much difference between any of these guys. <laughs> um, and so, okay, here they are. Dawson Knox, Pat Fryermuth, Mike Gesicki, Cole Komet, Irv Smith Jr., Hunter Henry, Noah Fant, Robert Tunyon, Albert Akui Boonham, the aforementioned, David Njoku, Evan Ingram, Gerald Everett, then Logan Thomas. I don't know if he's going to be healthy. Uh, Cameron Brait without Gronk, I, I suppose, is is interesting. He could break out. Austin Hooper, people have been saying he's going to be the number one or number two target in Tennessee, um, potentially, potentially three. I guess Robert Woods is looking good over there. Um, and then you get Hayden Hurst, Tyler Higby. So, yeah, I mean... It's a pretty big group. I think Gesicki was pretty good last year. I liked him. I would like to own him. Um, he. I would like for him to be one of my two, if possible. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, yeah, like I, I. I think I like in terms of talent. In terms of like, who I think is probably the best tight end there. Probably Fryermuth. I'd probably be most excited about it. But, you know, obviously we don't know what we're going to get with um, Mitchell Trubisky there. Um, but I do like the fact that he's a big target. I think, you know, so is Claypool. But I think maybe Firemuth becomes Trubisky's, you know, safety valve there. So that could be, you know, something interesting. But, yeah, I don't love the situation. Akui Boonham, or is that his name? Akui Boonham? Yep. Yeah. Um, aforementioned. Yeah, I like him. Um yeah, uh, could be a, a real Julius Thomas uh, yeah. resur- type sure. type resurgence. Yeah, sure. I think. <laughs> I mean, who, who else? 
go through the list again one more time. Okay, one more time. Dawson Knox, Pratt, and and they're in order of rank. Yeah, I'm Dawson not too excited Knox. about Dawson Knox. I don't know. Yeah, they brought in who did they bring in? OJ Howard. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dawson Knox, Pat Fryermuth, Mike Gesicki, Colt I like, I like Gesicki. I think Gesicki. I could, like him. Yeah, he had some good games last year with Tua. He did. Uh, Tua seemed Komet. to like targeting him. Yeah. Komet, I need to see some sort of chemistry with Fields and him before I get excited or even want to draft him. Right. Um, Irv Smith Jr. in Minnesota. I, I, I like. I, I think I like him. I think there, there could yeah. be some potential there. Um, I think he he's shown flashes, and I like the situation there, especially with Thielen, another year older. I think it's fair to also assume that Thielen, yeah, might take a step uh, back physically yeah. this yeah. season again. So, so yeah, I'm interested so yeah. in Herb Smith. Yeah, yeah, I like I like I like him there. I think that's good value. Okay, keep going. Uh, Hunter Henry, Noah mm. Fant, Robert mm. Tunyon. Mm. Uh, Tunyon, Tunyon could be with why? I mean. Who knows who right. Rodgers has a throw to, and there is a rapport there. So Tanyan could be a sneaky value there. It's true. Uh, Fant in Seattle, I, uh, I kind of feel the same way. I think there's possibility. I just would see it being too inconsistent if Drew yeah. Locke or Geno Smith are his quarterback. I mean, we've already seen him with Drew Locke. It's, it's, it's whatever. <laughs> well, Fant is a hell of a talent, though. Let the record he is. show. He is. And, yeah. and now, now he actually... You know, he has some established wide receivers that will take some attention away from him. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah. You just can't get too excited with Fant. Maybe yeah. with uh, Locke. Yes. Um, David Njoku, I think, could be an interesting target. Obviously, we're still waiting to see what's going to happen with the Deshaun Watson suspension um, in Cleveland. But David Njoku has a good shot to lead tight ends and targets, at least, in Cleveland. Evan Ingram. Uh, Gerald Everett is in Los Angeles now with the Chargers. Everett might be a guy. Yeah, I think like I don't the other three guys that you're talking about not too interested, but Everett in that position. Like obviously, if you're taking two of these guys, yes, you know, I think he's a guy that could pop or at least be good in matchup situations. You gotta love that offense in the quarterback situation. So, um, and you know, Keen Allen's another year older. Yep. And yeah, he gets no, he's being banged up quite a bit every year. So And Everett's kind of a beast. Um, he is. He's, he is solid. good. He's solid. Yeah, he's a good player. He's only twenty eight. So yeah. he's really entering his prime. And now he's the lead tight end over there in yeah. LA. I like that situation. You gotta like it. Uh Jared Cook had a decent uh season last year, and we know Cook isn't any no, real like, special talent. Is. <laughs> um, but I think Everett really is. I, Everett really is a special talent. So, yeah, he is one of those guys I'm targeting for sure. Um, Ingram, I think, is a, a little bit interesting. Again, Njoku, a little bit interesting. All these guys, I'm like, yeah, whatever. If I end up with them, that's fine with me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, but I think if you're looking at this situation as either drafting two of these guys or if you know you're getting to that point in the draft, you're like, I'm pretty deep at running back, a pretty deep at wide receiver, and you're looking at your tight end too. Um, I think all the guys that we mentioned that we're excited about, I would like in that scenario. Not yeah, too bad. some of them have some some great upside. Sure, I will say. sure. Yeah. I mean, so you know, because there's been years where the first five, you know, or so wide tight ends were like the only guys you could count on for any sort of real production. 
Um, yeah. But I, I think these guys are guys that could be, especially if you pair them with another one, where you can get some decent value. Yeah, and if your league is too shallow, then just take one and uh, worry about it after the first week or something. Yeah. Or just really, really, seasons, really pay uh, attention to the waiver wire in that situation and seeing if yeah, you know, there's any guys that are looking like you know they have a first good couple of weeks, maybe picking them up if yeah. you have a guy that gets injured or something like that. There will be some breakouts who uh, we're not drafting, I'm sure of sure. as well. Absolutely. Um, but a lot of these guys, a lot of the tight ends, like they tend to break out for like, it's like a six week run, you know, and then, and then like they're done or whatever they get hurt or someone else comes back from injury or something like that. So it's a short time span that I'm looking for. That's why I'm really interested in Ertz and where he goes, because again, you're kind of like you get six weeks out of someone without Hopkins in the case of Ertz. Like, give me that because I don't know who's going to be healthy in oh. week seven. Oh, absolutely. Know? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I think I, I think what we're saying is there's a path to having uh, production in your tight end spot, No, kind of no matter what you do. Um, but some of it will bank on luck and guys popping and then also just yeah. paying attention to who's on the waiver wire and who, who looks like they might have a breakout season after the first yep. couple weeks or the first two weeks. Yep, someone's targeted a lot or in the red zone, end zone. There you go. That's your guy. Watch those games closely too. Watch yeah. watch red zone or, or the actual game because that's the yeah. only way you're going to really be able to see it. I mean, Some of the stuff you, you don't important. see in the box score. That's yeah. important. It's important. It's a big – I mean, I obviously, you know, will watch the Bears. You know, they usually play 10 a.m. Or, or, you know, 1 a.m. Or, or 1 p.m. where you guys are at. Right. Um, but – and, you know, the second set of games, I'm just popping on red zone or whenever the Bears aren't playing, I'm popping on red zone and just kind of seeing these players and how they play or or I'll watch a game that's a good game or something like that and seeing these good teams play and like these guys that are the third wide receiver or the backup tight end or whatever. Um, you can learn a lot. And I think it's important to watch the games and not just rely on the numbers. And you'll learn like the trends that the teams use, like who they're targeting in the end sure. zone. Like they could Absolutely. be the tight end too. Like you'll Absolutely. be able to um, predict sort of roster movement, depth chart maneuvering um, weeks ahead of it. Um, you know, if you've got an eye for that. So, all right, everyone. Well, this has been uh, this has been a great talk today. I feel like probably uh, one of the our most like uh, legit coherent. helpful episodes yeah. ever. <laughs> Definitely pretty coherent yeah. overall. Um, we went through a lot of players. God, we must have mentioned 100,000 players today. Yeah, did we break a world record? Can we send this in? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I can I can search for that. Okay, good. Well, thanks a lot, everybody. Happy drafting season. We'll be back soon to talk more.